Welcome back to The Perfect Fit and to our three-part mini-series that Benj and I are continuing. Last week was part one, and it was all about goal setting for your fitness journey. If you haven't given that a listen, I encourage you to go back and do so. Maybe it'll help give you some ideas as you set your goals for this new year. Today is part two, and we are talking about exercise. Uh, We're going to just break down how exercise should be something that is enjoyable to you, that associates with a positive form, not negative, not looking at exercise as a punishment, but something that is can be celebrated uh, because of the amazing things our body can accomplish and do. We also break down what we believe is the best form of exercise for you. Hint, it's strength training, and we dive a lot into that topic in the benefits of strength training and just give you some tips of your own as you maybe have just started strength training or you're a well-seasoned veteran but maybe could have a couple tweaks here and there uh, to your workouts. We also have a little bit of fun at the end and we give our top five exercises in a number of different categories. Uh, So I hope this episode is enjoyable and that you learn a lot. Don't forget, if you haven't already subscribed, uh, please do so. Share these episodes with your friends and family if you feel like they will be helpful to them. And leave us a review. I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, welcome to part two of three. Part one was goal setting, you know, for our fitness journey. And today we're just going to talk all things training, uh, exercise, Uh, We're going to dive into strength training a little bit more uh, than any of the forms of exercise. Um, But then a heads up for uh, other people, part three will be coming out soon, and that's going to be on nutrition. Uh, So we'll get that in as soon as possible. Yep. But all right, let's let's go and start Um, exercise training. Um, I believe that first and foremost when it comes to exercise is you need to find exercise that you enjoy if you don't like it um (laughs) what's the point in doing it right yeah i hate running i'm not gonna do running right that's just (laughs) that's just not something i want to do so why torture myself with it uh it should be something that you enjoy like exercise is like a celebration of what our body can do and achieve and I think that many people have this view of exercise as a, it's a negative, it's a punishment. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard this before, you know, clients come in, they're like, oh, I ate terrible over the weekend. So I did a workout like right after I ate. And it's like, it was, it's more of a, has more of a negative association to it than it does a positive. And it should be a positive, right? It's rewarding. It improves our health in, you know, a manner of ways. So it never should be looked on as something that is negative. And we'll touch on that a little bit more uh, when we talk later in the strength training portion, Uh, but find something that you enjoy. Um, I'm sure you've got clients. Talk to me a little bit about this, that, you know, they've got other forms of exercise that they enjoy outside of, you know, the training that you do one-on-one with them. How do you program that in? Is it something that they can just do whenever they want to, or do you program that into their, training 
Interesting. So I'm one uh, client's coming to mind that really is all about martial arts. Like oh, yeah. if they could, they wouldn't do any strength training because to them, it's like, it's something that they dislike. It's not a punishment, just something they dislike. Yeah. So like with that client, obviously we're figuring out how this, how do both of them fit so we can keep preparing this body as we age, as you know, we get older, keep preparing it. So we are doing strength training, but also doing that portion that this person really, really enjoys. Right. So like going back, you know, we've talked about, I think even on here, like splits with exercise, um, you know, if we're working Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then, you know, it's very simple. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, like that's whenever they're getting in that activity that they enjoy. Yeah. And I've got clients, I'm sure that go out and they go hiking, all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's a supplement that we just kind of add in, but like we're going to go over today, strength training, like this is an anchor so they can keep doing the thing. And I think a lot of people see it first. They would rather do those things, sprinkle in some strength training whenever we really need to dive and make this like, like I said, an anchor or, you know, our foundation. Yeah, correct. No, I like that. Yeah, there's, I mean, you, you probably get people, uh, I know of a few who enjoy uh, golf. Yep. You know, and for a lot of people too, you know, they train, they may be like for, uh, you know, the individual you just mentioned that they enjoy uh, the martial arts it's a great way to a great way to obviously supplement and help them improve in whatever they also enjoy. Yeah. Like for golf, you know, uh, finding exercises and things that can apply exactly to, to something else that they enjoy doing on their own. Uh, so that's a great way. Like, uh, like with mobility, I know we've gone over that before, but finding a way that what you're doing applies to them. I always say this too, like uh, give them, give them what they want so you can give them what they Yes. So, you know, working on a golf swing type movement, maybe work with some cables, mm -hmm. things like that. Workshoppers, yeah. Yeah, martial arts, you need a lot of mobility, so right. you to work on that too. Yeah, correct. All right, another thing I want to touch on is uh, we just covered that, you know, find an exercise that you enjoy, um, but the options are endless as far as there's always something you can do. And I think that um, – COVID has shown that us that especially, uh, you know, do you need the gym? No, <laughs> we, do, we definitely probably prefer to have access to certain things. Um, but there's so much you can do. There's body weight exercises. Um, I always talk about this with clients is walking. It's the easiest yeah. form of exercise that you can do. Um, obviously it's not going to give you, you know, the strength, uh, aid or the, possibility to grow muscle but just being able to move uh and go out for a walk is huge and kind of like we talked about in a previous episode many people have reinvented themselves they found other ways to exercise um, besides maybe sticking with just one avenue and you know i think that's super important and a lot of people uh, you know clients that i've talked to have started doing yoga more mm -hmm. and they've enjoyed it they've grown to enjoy that and that's great uh, so that goes kind of on top of what we just uh, discovered. But there's always options. And I think one of the things is for people who are starting at ground zero, like maybe jumping in the gym isn't always the best option. Um, I know that one lady that I work with, she's never stepped in the gym before. So it was starting with basics and working on mobility, going for walks, uh, being very just, oh no, coach care left.
So you were saying how the barbell curl is the only exercise we need to do? Yeah. 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 Okay. No, no legs, no calves. Right. Yes. Curls and chest only five days a week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're talking about like the options are endless, right? There's yep. always something that you can do. Uh, do we necessarily need a gym? No. Is it great? Absolutely. I think of a lot of people for, you know, who have never stepped in a gym before, which is hard to believe, but there are a few people who have, you know, never picked up a dumbbell in their life mm -hmm. that starting from ground zero, you know, maybe they don't need to jump in to the gym right away because I understand for a lot of people, one, they don't know what they're doing, but it's also very intimidating. Uh, so just introducing more movement might be the way to go for those people. Like we mentioned, going on walks, yep. getting up off their feet a little bit more. Uh, so sitting down all day. Mobility, like we've mentioned multiple times. Uh, so talk to me a little bit. Have you ever worked with somebody to where you have started very basic like that? To where um, maybe you didn't jump into the gym right away? Or it was, if, you, if you did, it was you know, very simple, very easy early on. But it was more focused on other options than just lifting, uh, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, one that stands out right now, it's a friend of mine, actually. He was a client by client friend. It runs together. This guy lost over 116 pounds in the end. So over the course of about a year and a half. When he first came in, weights are intimidating. The gym is intimidating a lot of people. Um, so we, we kind of stepped everything back. We went ground zero. We said, okay. We're just going to walk. And I think he walked for the first 30 days, and that was it. And just got I got him comfortable with coming here and figure out who comes into the gym at your hour, who walks your neighborhood at your hour that you're going to go walk, whatever it was, 30 minutes an hour. Getting comfortable with that and then also watching people. Like, okay, what machines are they going to? How does that machine work? Letting it run without you having to try it out takes a lot of that intimidation away. Yeah. So that's a good gym example. But you and I both are working with a lot of people right now. We've had to step it back this year. We're going for walks, telling them to walk to the mailbox and back if they've got, you know, an acre or something like that. Yeah. And uh, that, that adds up over time. And you got to think, like, if we don't do that, especially in a year like this, what, what are you doing? Like, where are we sitting inside? you got your, your work, your school at home. Yeah. That, you know, you do that for six months to a year, we're heading in the wrong direction. Yeah. And, I mean, even personally, I find myself going – on walks more this year yep. like than ever before right and but the beautiful beauty of it is is that's become a habit so not every day i typically go for a long walk or i'm on my feet more um because of that reason so it's yeah. you know even though the inconvenience of covid and all that it's brought it's actually created a good habit and mm -hmm. for a lot of people hopefully you know that is something that can uh, be created uh, i also want to talk about um you know the options are endless in the form of if you have an injury, yep. uh, neglecting exercise, unless it's serious, obviously, is not always uh, the best move. I can think of just right now, uh, specifically, uh, specifically a guy that I work with having shoulder issues. Certain exercises just do not agree with his shoulder, but we have found other variations that are the same muscle group, whether it's chest or shoulders, that have no pain. Have no discomfort. Mm -hmm. uh, what I find is a lot of people are either all in or it's nothing. So if I have a pain, it's it's I'm quitting, you know, altogether. Or <laughs> I remember one example of one person like 
I don't know, like stubbed their finger, you know, just, and it's just like, ah, oh, like yeah. I can't work out today. And it's like, <laughs> you do realize you have a half of your body still available, yeah. right? Like we can still like work out, like don't make <laughs> these things excuses. Um, just to give a great example of that, I had a guy who ended up dislocating his shoulder, was in a sling for a while. He decided let's do lower body three days a week. Yeah. Well, like, that's great. Like, he still wanted to progress. He still wanted to get in, get some movement in, instead of just nothing at all, right? Yep. Instead of looking for the excuse, like, we got to use that time to, you know, yeah. what can we do? And it's going to serve its purpose in the future. You're going to either strengthen an area that's behind or, you know, you may go through that again in the future. But, you know, there's always, always an option. Yeah, too true. All right, this is where we come down to strength training. And in my opinion, it is the best bang for your buck form of exercise there is. Um, and no, this doesn't mean you'll become a bodybuilder or a powerlifter overnight just by picking up a dumbbell or a barbell. Um, but there's just so many benefits that you get from strength training that you don't get from like, like say cardio. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so we're going to go over some of those benefits uh, right now. There's a bunch of them on our notes I have listed here. Uh, but I think one of the most important ones is increased strength. Yep. Um, you know, people often say that lifting in general, but also lifting heavy is dangerous. Um, in my opinion, what's actually more dangerous is you being weak. Yep. Right? Uh, the, the potential to set up for injury. Uh, there's so many different things. Uh, you know, people can't even function every day because of you know, bad back or whatever. And typically what I find is that injuries and pain a lot of times are caused from weakness somewhere else. Uh, correct. So it's not necessarily like they have a bad back. It could be they've got weak core maybe or weak, yeah. weak glutes or something that is leading to that back pain. So if we strengthen those things and we increase your overall strength, it's going to give you a better quality of life. Mm -hmm. And that's typically probably if I have one goal for every client that I want them to have, it's to get stronger. And that doesn't mean you need to bench and deadlift 315 pounds. It's just get, you know, get stronger for you. Right. Right. And if that means, you know, you went from the 10 pound dumbbells to the 15 pound dumbbells, that's awesome. That's a win. That's a victory. Mm -hmm. You got stronger. Okay. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Like, for a lot of your clients, is that like a main thing that you focus on uh, for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. It's that's why I keep indi individual data for everybody. Is showing like their individual. Progress. Not everybody's going to bench press, you know, four plates. Not everybody needs to. That goes back to the goal setting that we talked about last time. Like, what's reasonable for you? What you're trying to do. Yeah. And going back to that injury statement you made, like I've got a bad back or my back hurts. Like you probably hurt that back because just getting a box twisted weird like it has something to do with were you able to stabilize you know where you know are have you been lifting anything overhead at all in the last year so doing these little things that's where those wins come back and people start to realize like hey I, I mowed my yard this last week and I'm, I'm not sore I was able to push through or I, I carried my suitcase through the airport and yeah. I can do it I can put it in the overhead bin like yeah. that stuff's huge and those, those are the wins that people need to focus on that's actually one of the things I was going to mention. Uh, a good example of this. 
I have a lot of clients do farmer's carries. Mm -hmm. they're, they're like, why, why do we do these? And then, you know, a couple months later, I explained a couple months later, client comes back and she's like, I carried my suitcase across the airport without any problems. Yeah. I'm like, see, this is why we do things, right? Yeah. It's transferring over to everyday life. Your quality of life is better. Uh, so increased strength. One of the benefits, and to me, it's one of the most important benefits of strength training. Uh, next, I want to talk about body composition. Mm -hmm. We're able to decrease body fat and increase your muscle mass. And then we're able to do that without having to do hours upon hours of cardio, being one of the cardio queens that is on the treadmill, on the elliptical, you name it for just hours at a time. I like to use cardio more as think of it like a supplement. Mm -hmm. It's not the main thing that drives the fat loss, right? It's a supplement. You throw it in there as an aid, right? Um, so I think that too many people reverse that. It's hours and hours and hours of cardio and very little strength training. And they wonder why, you know, why can't I look like, and they give an example of a very, you know, in shape person who mostly does what strength training yeah. and does probably very little cardio or just, you know, not as much as this individual is doing. Um, so the ability to decrease the body fat, increase the muscle mass without copious amounts of cardio. Do you have clients do cardio on their own or do you actually program that in? On mostly on their own. So Same. one the hour that they're spending with me or more or less, um, I'd rather focus on being their eye training, their form, you know, catching the form that stuff. If we do cardio involved, it goes back to that true hit that we talked about in the beginning on um, one of our first episodes. Um, maybe something fun that they enjoy, like if they enjoy the rover, they don't have one at their apartment gym, but I've got one at mine. Then I'll go on there, like we'll, we'll you know, work on four, 300 meters, just get the heart rate up, give them that athletic side, and again, sprinkling in something they enjoy, so give them what they want. But no, I'm, I'm not going to have somebody come in and walk for an hour I watch them. That's a waste of both of our time. And I've seen that. Where a trainer just stands there for 30 minutes as they walk. It's just like, you know, they can do that on their own. Yep. If, if, and obviously, if your goal, uh, don't get me wrong, not that there's, you know, cardio is terrible, but no. if your goal is to run a marathon, then yes, the majority of your training is probably going to be cardio focused or cardiovascular focused, but that doesn't mean you need to neglect strength training altogether. I still think you need to throw some in there for sure, it, even if that is your goal to be more cardiovascular in shape. Totally get that, right? We're not, we're not one of those meatheads that say you shouldn't do any cardio at all. It is beneficial to your health still. I will throw that out there. Um, also, other benefits of strength training. Overall health. We're talking better sleep, just being in a better mood, uh, less stress. Some people use the gym as a stress reliever. You know, long day after work, they come in. This is where they work it all out. Yep. You know, the frustrations of the day. Um, for women, especially, especially as you get older and uh, the increased bone density, uh, so important uh, with strength training, one of the benefits. And then, like we've mentioned before, just helping with injuries, strengthening areas that are weak. And hopefully that can, you know, relieve, if not fix a lot of the injuries and uh, pains and things that we have. Right. So, and that's one area I think that not that people neglect it, but it's just one thing that they don't think of, like the better sleep, 
you know, I don't think I've come across somebody who has, um, you know, not felt good from strength training. You know, they haven't complained like I don't feel good uh, from strength training. Most people notice they have more energy and they sleep better, all of these number of things. So um, increased bone density. I mean, I've gotten my parents and they're in their 60s to start lifting, right? It's like, that's important at their age. And yes, they started when they're in their 60s, but that's fine, right? It's never too late, but that's very important for them uh, is that increased bone density. You don't want, you know, to get more fragile, more weak as you go along. And then uh, last, just more confidence. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Like people start getting stronger. People, you know, they start looking better. Um, even with the, you know, the one client you mentioned going into the gym and having confidence, like, Hey, I can do this on my own. You know, I'm not as nervous about my surroundings. Um, it's a huge confidence booster for a lot of people. And when they see that progress and they see that it makes a world of difference. It, uh, so it impacts other behaviors too. I mean, I think once you see moved up from a five to a 10 pound dumbbell, or the lighting is just right in the mirror. You see that, that little tricep line. Yeah, horseshoe. Love that. I mean, I don't care beginner to pro, like <laughs> that, that impacts those behaviors later. Like, all right, I need my rest. I need to eat well. Like it carries, don't overlook the little wins. No, no yeah, no question. I think too many people want the quick, you know, the big result, the big win and too quickly. And it's like, enjoy those small accomplishments along the way. Um, you know, this, it's all part, it's all a journey. Right, it's going to take time. It's going to take patience. Uh, so you need to have that. All right. So we talked about strength training, why it's the best bang for your buck exercise, in our opinion. Uh, let's talk about the gym. Getting into the gym. Uh, I know some gyms are closed, etc. But just the overall idea. Uh, <laughs> the biggest thing to me is keep it simple. Yep. The gym is not complicated, but in this day and age with social media. And all the craziness that you see on there from the the fitness influencers and all those types of people doing just ridiculous exercises, we have made the gym more complicated than it needs to be, right? Yeah. Um, The basics, the basic fundamental lifts have been around for years, and they're still around for a reason, and they're going to give you the most bang for your buck, all right? So talk to me a little bit about your program. I know you and I are both very similar. Uh, we stick to basics. There's not a lot of fancy stuff, uh, which some clients complain that it's not fancy enough. But then we have to explain that this is going to get you better results over the long run than something silly that you saw on Instagram. Right. Um, as, as far as programming, I got to go right into just, just saying, like, whatever we need to be doing, we stick with it for three to four weeks. I don't know about you, like very same, similar rep scheme. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're working three times a week, those are different workouts each time you come in. But yeah, I, I, I work with, you know, warming up, going through some mobility, usually prep, prime the body for that lift. Yep. Always starting with a compound movement, a large squat, deadlift, overhead press, bench press, things like that. Um, those engage like way more muscle than me just sitting there and like doing a bicep curl as much as I love them or like, you know, just like a tricep or a shoulder movement. So we're engaging a lot more muscle groups there in the beginning, which are more primed for that. You're um, not as fatigued last in my opinion. So we do that most bang for the buck, like compound movement early. 
after that, for most clients, a lot more accessory work, working with supersets, help them save time. Maybe we work like a front and back muscle, if you think of it that way, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, biceps, triceps, or like maybe quads, hams, or, you know, chest, triceps, doing one of those splits that you want to do. And then I do like to sprinkle in, it's kind of like cardio. I like to sprinkle in core almost daily, but in a small way. So maybe at the end of the workout, if it's a beginner, we're working on some planks, maybe some rotation, anti-rotation, things like that. I try to cover all of that in one hour, keep moving. There's a lot of cell phone time or texting, like you can cover so much in 45 minutes. You oh. go in game plan. Yeah, no, too true. Uh, but yeah, keeping it keeping it simple. And like you mentioned, I'll, I'll kind of skip ahead in our uh, notes here that you mentioned you stick to something for you know a time period, three to four weeks, whatever that is. Uh, my personal programs are typically for clients like six to eight. Mm -hmm. um, and you you know too many people program hop or even just workout hop. You know they may stick with a so-called program for two weeks and they're on to the next one, or they may just do something totally different every time that they come into the gym. Well, you're not going to like really see that progress if you're just hopping from thing to thing, right? I, I love this. Strength training is all about adaptations. Right. And in order for you to adapt to your program, to your training cycle, you have to stick to it to a period of time. And I like to use this comparison. Uh, let's say that, you know, you're trying to adapt to a certain climate, Right. Um, you know, I remember in college, we learned about adapting to, a, you know, being able to train in a certain climate. You had to be able to be in that climate for a certain amount of time. And it wasn't just an hour and then you left and then you came back. You have to stay there for a period of time, maybe days, weeks, months in order for you to fully adapt to that and then, you know, change something up. That's exactly what strength training is and needs to be. That's why you need to stick to something over the long haul, it may seem boring that you do the same thing every week on a Monday and a Wednesday, like your workouts are the same thing, but there's a reason for that. And you have to understand that too much variety is a bad thing. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, well, I like variety. I mean, okay, who doesn't? But if there is too much, you will not see the same consistent results. And at some point you're going to plateau, right? Uh, so stick to a program, find something that you enjoy, and then stick to it, I would say, minimum four to six week period. And then you can move on and find something else. You want to see improvement in those exercises that are selected. Uh, you want to see progress, and then you can maybe move on and switch to something else. Uh, just kind of along the lines of keeping it simple and then sticking to the, uh, you know, sticking to a program, I honestly personally don't change up my exercises that much right I, I you know i find what works for me i have like a very small group of exercises for each muscle group that i like uh that feels good that i see progress on and i just cycle through those and just change it up a little bit every once in a while i don't have this massive list of 100 exercises that i keep cycling through but what people need to realize is even you know, even if you're a beginner or intermediate, the people who are pros at this, who are the best of the best, who have been trained for years and years, what do they do? They stick to the basics and they get better and improve at the basics. Mm -hmm. Not the silly stuff that you see on Instagram. 
the bouncing right. on the BOSU ball, trying to curl and press, right? Uh, so keep it simple and stick to a program. Another thing that you and I have had a couple conversations of this of late is more work is not always better. To tie it in kind of with our, uh, you know, our goal setting episode that we had, start small, right? And, yeah. then, and then increase from there. I think so many people's default move, if they feel like they're not getting enough out of the workout, is to just add more work. And so I like to call it junk volume. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, almost, it's almost unnecessary work that they're just adding on because they think in order to get that sensation of I'm not doing enough or this isn't right, I have to do more. When typically, from my experience, they need to focus one on their consistency more, the quality of their workout, and then I think the most important one is effort. Yep. Because obviously, if a client comes to you and me and it's in person, typically their effort is, is good, right? Because we're there. Mm-hmm. We're, we're telling them what to do. We're telling them what weights they are. But for, the, but for the person who's going in the gym on their own, and if they look at a program, and it says do three sets of 10 with leg extensions, whatever the exercise is. Let's say they set that little pin weight to 55 pounds. They do three sets of 10. But in reality, they could probably do 75 pounds, right? So the effort typically is an area that I see, especially when people are on their own, is, that is lacking. If you just change your effort and increase your effort, you don't need more work. Right. You've just enhanced with the, you know, let's say you work three days a week, work out three days a week, maybe four days a week. It doesn't seem like a lot, but if you just increase your effort and give a little bit more output there, you'll probably see changes as opposed to just adding something every day to where you're working, working out seven days a week. Like you're doing something seven days a week. Which that also plays into that last point of you saying, like, you know, we may stick with a program for six weeks, you're doing lifts. Well, one week, go in the first week, if you think you're going to be challenge yourself, like go in the first week and figure out your standard. Can you squat three sets of 10 at 20 pounds? Great goblet squat. The next week, you're repeating, oh, it's boring. change it up. Like, that's where we bring in tempo. Maybe you start going with, with a three second negative. The next week, you go with a three-second negative and form. So now we're down to three weeks, and we've improved three different areas. On the fourth week, you try to take the weight up, and now it's a whole new challenge. Four weeks to get there, but you challenge yourself. Was up? It's not, you know, it's not that boring workout you're going to engage in for six weeks. Like there's a way to challenge yourself every week, but yes, it goes back to effort. Yeah, and you stuck with the same exercise. You didn't change yeah. the exercise. You just changed how you did that exercise, yep. right? Uh, just, you know, to give an example, I, I know a lot of people where it's like, um, you know, I just don't feel like I'm getting enough out of my three days a week. So they do something every day. Well, just to give like a, a recent example, it was, uh, you know, and this is not their fault or anything, but they did a, uh, like a leg workout at home. <laughs> at nighttime and then the next morning we had a training session and their performance was not as good why mm-hmm. because they were filling in their rest days their off days with something else and it, it hindered you know what we normally do so recovery is key so if you keep doing you know if you're doing 
trying to do something seven days a week and you're not recovering, you know, we have an issue there, right? You need to, you need that recovery time in order to have the effort be as good as possible when you do go to the gym. Yeah. Peak right? performance. Yeah, exactly. All right. And I want to, I want to touch on this. We kind of touched on this a little bit already, how some people, <clears throat> excuse me, look at strength training as a punishment or as a negative. I've seen more people and maybe this comes from, I'm not sure, maybe it comes from class, like the class background, but a lot of people are so concerned with how many calories that they burn during strength training. Yep. And I'm like, please, like, don't focus on strength training as a vehicle just to burn calories. Right. I hate to break it to you, but it's not as many, it's not as many calories as you think it is. And like tracking apps, like there's studies out there. I can post them on my site if we need to, but like they show a lot of these, you know, reputable or 30. Oh, they're terrible. And if you, like I've worked in gyms, like they, like those are not accurate at all. Um, So yeah, something is to burn calories. Mm -hmm. If you're going to focus on calories, I don't want to get off track. Calories going in for food. We'll we'll talk about another time. Yeah. Don't calories being burned in your workout. Yeah. No. I when people focus on that, you know, it takes it takes away from like the focus of the exercise. You're not focused on getting stronger. You're not focused on building muscle. You're just worried about did I burn 500 calories in this workout? Well, you probably didn't. Uh, But you know, your focus isn't where you need to be. Um, So, and I kind of finish with this, like. If you are unsure about what to do in the gym, you have no directions, like hire somebody. And that's not to, you know, to plug ourselves, which by all means we're willing to help you if you do have those problems. But like, if you just don't have a clue or you're just not comfortable with the gym, you know, you don't have that confidence, like get someone to help you, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I'm not talking about that bro in the gym, you know, talking about someone who's got, who's credible, uh, who understands, uh, and has the qualifications uh, to do so. Like, don't be afraid to hire someone to help you. Uh, so we're going to end with a little bit of fun here. We're going to give our top five exercises for strength training in three different categories. We're going to do body weight exercises, dumbbell exercises, and then barbell exercises. So we'll probably, there's going to be some overlap, which is fun. Uh, yeah. but why don't you give me body weight first, your top five exercises, and maybe people can write these down, you know, <laughs> some suggestions to do in the gym as well. So let's do body weight first, your top five. The body weight, I had to write these down. So whether you got a gym or you're at home, like use these on those off days or you're at home, but for me, top ones, squats, body weight squats. Mm-hmm. Or you go with a box squat, use a chair. Um, let's see here. Uh, push-ups, obviously. I, I love push-ups. Again, if they're difficult, use a kitchen countertop and something. There's always an option. Planks, great. Address core strength. Um, here's one. You may want to look it up. A single leg. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, single leg romantic deadlift. Mm-hmm. Really targeting like hamstrings. I like them personally. And then I like variations. I actually ran through these with a client today of bird dogs. Mm-hmm to address uh yeah. or really the sure. body hips to shoulders yeah yeah let's see we are the same on squat and push-up okay 
And then I throw in lunges. I throw in, if if people have the capability, a pull up. Um, right. Even, uh, even if you even if you don't like assisted pull up, whether it's with bands or you know at the gym, a lot of uh, places have the little assisted pull up thing with the plate, with the plates. And then finally, like a body weight row, whether you use you know inverted row with a TRX or a barbell. Uh, so those would be mine: push up, pull up, row, squat, lunges. Oh. Good option. All right, let's move on to dumbbell. And right. you go first. All right. Uh, I kind of repeated some of these because, man, just now I'm apply some some strength to some some weight. I know. Uh, I got chest press. Mm -hmm. If you bench, you could do a floor press or lay across yeah. the ottoman or something like that. Um, deadlifts are great. If you have dumbbells or just hold one towards the center. Uh, goblet squat. Addressing most leg muscles, glutes, quads, hams, shoulder press, standing overhead press, um, and then dumbbell rows. So just bent over, core nice and brace, squeeze up into the back. Yeah. And I've got similar ones. Uh, let's see. Dumbbell chest press is the same. Uh, I chose a pretty specific one. You just went to uh, just dumbbell rows. I did chest supported row. Uh, okay. That's one of my favorites. Uh, I think reverse lunges. Nice. Personal opinion, I think you get the most bang for your buck with those as opposed to walking lunges. That's just me. Um, and then, oh, farmer's carries. Yeah. Already, already mentioned that one. I think that's a great one. You can use kettlebells with those too. And then most people hate them. Actually, I'm pretty sure every client I have hates these, but I like them. Bulgarian split squats. Oh, man, that's brutal. That's <laughs> Yeah, try them out. They're, yeah. They're I'm pretty sure everybody hates them, but I actually enjoy them. I think they're a really good one single leg option, you know, balance, stability, uh, but just a great overall leg developer. All right, then let's finish with barbell. All right. Your top five barbell. Let's see. Uh, went back with squats. Love barbell yep. squats. Classic. Technically, you could argue a front squat, too. Uh, deadlifts, mm -hmm. got to have them. Bench press. And then I like a military, like an overhead press, military press. Yep. Um, and then hip thrust is the one that I've added a lot in the last couple of years. Absolutely. I feel like whenever I do hip thrust, squats, and deadlifts, I perform so much better in those moving forward. So if you haven't tried hip thrust, give them a shot. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you're, you're lucky, too, that you're, uh, your gym actually has a machine for that now as opposed to a barbell. All right, let's see. My top five. Hip thrust in there. Squats, deadlifts, military press. And I'm going to switch. You did bench. I'm going to say barbell rows. Okay. Uh, just for mine. Uh, but pretty much the same there with, when it comes to the barbell. And I want to, I want to add this on to this little, you know, section of our top five exercises that not all exercises are going to be efficient for a certain individual, right? Like, you know, I think most people think that, you know, the king – the kings of exercises are squats, deads, and bench. All barbell exercises. There's so many variations that you, you don't have to do those, you know, which probably sounds like heresy coming from a trainer, but you, you don't have to. For, for a lot of the general population, a lot of those barbell movements are just not efficient for, the, for that individual. Mm -hmm. You know, I can think of just off the top of my head, for certain clients, they've asked, why don't we do barbell squats? Well, they just don't have the mobility to 
be as efficient with the barbell as say opposed to let's just do a goblet squat right or a box you know goblet squat or uh, a leg press right and there are other options besides a barbell squat deadlift and bench right and so just because you see someone doing an exercise in the gym doesn't mean that it might be the best or most efficient exercise for you kind of like i mentioned i find exercises one that i enjoy and two where i see the best results so i stick with those right and pick those you know but also sprinkle in some that you might hate yeah that you may not like you know you need to work on things that you aren't good at right um but just because someone is doing them doesn't mean that you should too there's so many options i mean these days you've got so many machines and uh stuff like that that you don't have to do every single thing that you see performed in the gym like right. find find what works for you and your abilities and what your body can uh, handle uh, i'll put it that way here's a question for you how many if we were to tell people today how many exercises do you think a range would be good per day whenever you go in and work out you got 45 minutes to an hour how many exercise types of exercises should they be doing? Mm, I mean, it depends also on the, I would say, are they doing full body? You know, are they doing le uh, lower, upper? Um, here's my thing. This kind of goes back to our conversation on keeping the gym simple. I think there are so many people that pick way too many exercises. So they go in the gym and they do 20 exercises of chest. Yes. Yeah, they, they find every variation uh, every machine, they do it all. Well, once again, I like to use that term junk volume. After exercise three, are you really getting anything out of all those other 15 exercises that you chose? Uh, for me personally, I will actually probably only do two exercises, maybe three max per muscle group in a workout. Yep. So for instance, let's just take chest like we were talking about. I might do two pressing movements and one flat. That's it. There's only three, right? It, it, it's all about keeping it simple and then having the intensity, you know, be high on the, on my effort be, you know, high on the workout. I just feel like too many people, they, once again, they want variety. So that's why they do all the options when they go to the gym, where in my opinion, you should probably choose four to six exercises. Yep. Get, get and get good on those improve on those and then you know maybe move on to another four exercise you know six down the road after your other program you don't need 20 exercises in one workout you're gonna be first of all you're gonna be at the gym for like 12 hours right for most people you don't have that you have an hour so pick four to six um you know whether it's full body or lower or upper whatever it is execute those efficiently and with good effort and you'll be fine you'll see results and it talks about you know it it all boils down to keep it simple stick to a program um you know sticking to basics don't complicate this stuff more than it needs to be right right i mean you could even take the exercises that we just that's put up on our top five you could do like, for instance, let's just take the, the dumbbell exercises. You could take those five exercises that we just chose right there, do those workouts. Like, let's say you work out three days a week. You could take those five exercises that 
each of us chose, do those exercises three times a week with maybe a different rep range every, every time that you work out, like a heavy, medium, and light day, do that, do that for four to six weeks, you will see improvement. Oh, and, yeah. that's, and that's only five exercises. Yep. That, that, that isn't 20 different things, right? Uh, so when it, uh, I'll ask you this too. When it comes to my programming, I'm very simple. Like as far as same thing, number of exercises. Max, most clients probably get six. Yep. Uh, you know, when you look at it and you're like, we got an hour and we're only doing six exercises. Yeah, that's it. For <laughs> your rest time? Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah. It is um, a few of trying a thousand things that you'll never be good at. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And, oh, man, there's so many things I could just go off on a tangent right now. <laughs> yeah. But let's just leave it at that. But quickly, let me just ask you, like, when you program, are you pretty much the same? Like, four to six kind of exercises per workout, get better at those, improve on those? Yes. Short answer, yes. I would say I probably fall more towards six to eight. Okay. It's usually a type of exercise, like a calves yeah. or like bicep movement, something that, that they would, you know, enjoy. but yeah, I usually fall in that six to seven, six to eight exercises per workout. Yeah. Keep it simple. What did coach Parker used to tell us? Keep it simple, stupid. Yep. <laughs> All right. I think we covered pretty much everything that I want to talk about. Can you think of anything that we need to add before we close this up? I I think we covered it, man. This is a good one. I like it. I love talking about training. Oh, man, so do I. I could talk about it all day, but people would get bored. So that's all right. We wouldn't, but other people would. I will remind uh, real quick that this is part two of the three-part series. Part three hopefully will be coming out soon. Next week, I know you are expecting a child soon, so we're going to try and squeak that in. Try to get the episode out before the baby's out. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be either coming this weekend or at least, you know, early next week. Uh, and that's going to be on nutrition. And once again, we're going to keep it very basic. We're not going to dive into science. We're not going to dive into uh, all the different types of diets that there are. That's for another day and another topic. We're just going to give some very basic, helpful, you know, tips um, that you can take home, right? And that you can apply to yourself. Uh, so that's going to be coming up very soon. So I think that is all we have. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Good times. See you next right. time. We'll see you next time.